Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to Season 5, Episode 6 of The The Castle Chat. Chat. Hey, Castle Chat friends, welcome back to another episode of our Disney-themed podcast. Caitlin is recently back from Disney's Alani out in Hawaii, and we are so excited to break down her entire trip and talk all about her experience. Uh, This is a surprise episode for you guys. I know you were expecting a different one, but we are just like super on top of it and want to be like, you know, let's talk about Hawaii. So, you know, let's sit back, relax, and let's chat about it. Caitlin, you are back in the U.S. from Hawaii. She is bronzed and beautiful, (laughs) y'all. I'm also peeling a little bit. I did not (laughs) use enough SPF out in that Hawaiian sun, but yes, aloha. I am back. I am missing Hawaii, but it's also one of those things where you go on vacation, you experience other parts of the world, and it really makes you appreciate home. And so I am super glad to be back home recording with Miguel Court. You know, so. I'm so glad you're back. I missed you so much. You went from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean, back to the Atlantic Ocean. So our little beach town welcomes you back. Yes. And I'm sure your jet lag has now hopefully gone away and you are feeling a little bit more back to normal now that you're back off that six hour time difference. Yeah, it is much more difficult when we went to Hawaii we jumped um, back in time so where I typically live was ahead of me by six hours so adjusting to the time in Hawaii was much easier than coming back it is a lot easier to force yourself in my opinion it's a lot easier to force yourself to wake up especially when you're on vacation and you're wanting to explore and do things than forcing yourself to fall asleep and so for me going there yeah I was tired yeah I was certainly jet lagged but I was like yo I'm in Hawaii we're gonna do the things it might be 4 a.m but I'm up I'm ready to roll (laughs) and when I got back it was the opposite of it's 2 a.m and I can't fall asleep so it definitely um, is something to plan for when you are doing a trip like going to Hawaii or even going to some of the other international Disney parks to account for the time coming back or the time going there to adjust to the difference we actually allotted for that in our planning we went um on a Thursday and we're able to adjust through the weekend time and then we came back on a Saturday and we got back early Saturday so we had all of Saturday and all of Sunday to readjust before having to tell ourselves it's time to go back to work after a magical trip on Monday so that's probably the first thing I'll say in terms of talking about our trip is if you want to go to Alani go for sure just be aware of the time difference it's pretty significant and you do need a minute to adjust yeah I mean a lot not a lot of people know that there are Disney resorts kind of in different locations around the world we've got Hilton Head we've got Vero Beach we've got Alani where else have we got they have 
properties for sure around, but there's the Disney parks. You have Disneyland Paris, Disneyland Tokyo, Hong Kong, Shanghai, in addition to California and Orlando. Um, but yeah, there are Disney properties around um, different places in the world where they're owned by Disney, operated by Disney. There's all of these things that you can look into. I think at one time Disney wanted to do something like that in Texas, something like that in Utah, like a ski resort. So it could be something that happens in the future where you see more Disney owned resorts coming up outside of the parks in different parts of the world. But Disney Aulani is, uh, or from a technical standpoint, Aulani, a Disney resort and spa. Um, <laughs> but um, the Aulani resort is just a resort to enjoy in Hawaii. It does have Disney aspects and elements to it, but there is no theme park. There are no rides to um, experience or participate in. So we just went to enjoy the culture and um, different aspects of Hawaii, but we got to do so while staying at a Disney resort. I think what's amazing about these properties is that you can truly get the best of both worlds. Thanks to my girl, Hannah Montana. Um, you can go and like have the relaxation piece. You were in, you were on like a tropical vacation while also having that Disney magic. You get to meet characters. You get to do um, like Disney activities, even character breakfasts and be immersed in that Disney environment while also being on a relaxing vacation. Disney World, Disneyland, any of your Disney parks, you can find relaxation within those environments, but it's a lot more difficult as we've talked about before on the podcast. You're there for a theme park. You're going there. Your feet are hurting. There's no stopping. These uh, properties are more for you to like actually just sit back in and really enjoy the Disney magic, which I think is an amazing idea by the Disney company. And now I'm trying to convince my family to go. I'm like, y'all want relaxation, but you also want Disney for like the kids and different stuff. This is perfect. It's like the best combination. Let's make it happen. So I have never gone to any of these properties, but I will definitely be going in the future. Um, You have inspired me, but also I just think they're so fun and such a great opportunity to expand that Disney culture as well on your vacations. For sure. I certainly would say that this is family friendly. Um, It is geared towards families, but you can certainly enjoy it as an adult aside from, um, you know, having to be a certain age range to say that it's enjoyable or fun. There are things geared specifically towards adults and certainly things that are geared towards kids. Um, We saw a wedding while we were there. People get married out there and, um, yeah there are plenty of things to do for all ages we even saw some elderly couples that we had short conversations with where they're like yeah this is our fourth time out here we just can't get enough and we love disney um so if you're a disney lover and you understand and know the level and quality of service that disney puts forward in any of their hospitality environments or resorts this is for sure a top-notch disney resort i think that you could stay in plenty of places in hawaii for a lower rate but the quality that you get out of your stay will not be matched so i definitely think that it's worth the the dollar sign the price that is put on it just because of how beautiful the grounds are how nicely it's kept how clean it is um the 
cast members. I don't know if they're still considered cast members. I think they are. Um, the people who work in the resort are all incredibly helpful, incredibly nice. Um, so I can't say enough about Disney's quality. And I think that this resort is one of the top, top, top of their, their offerings in any resort out of anywhere in the world. Yeah, for sure. How would you best compare, I guess, the prices to one of the Disney resorts in Walt Disney World? Is there a property that you would say comparable in price, like it's this deluxe resort or this moderate resort? Like, Where would you say the prices lie? It's definitely deluxe level um, on the higher spectrum of deluxe. Uh, I think I'm going to be a little bit off on the numbers here. I could pull this and put it on our Instagram later for you to see, but we had the privilege of staying in a two-bedroom villa. We are a family of seven. There are a lot of us to stay in the standard rooms. It would require two, so it actually was cheaper for us to book a two-bedroom villa and kind of split the cost um, a little bit between my parents and the rest of my siblings and my husband and I. And so for a two bedroom villa for the amount of time we stayed there I want to say it was between seven and eight grand okay um but the space we got was perfect I mean you're going on vacation with seven people you want to feel like you have your own space I never felt like we were on top of each other like I was fighting for a bathroom um or you know people's stuff was everywhere it was very spacious um I have clips and videos that we can put together in a reel as well for you to see what it looks like in there but it was very Hawaiian, very island forward. Um, maybe touching back to like old Polynesian. Polynesian now is very colorful, vibrant Moana forward. And this is staying true to Hawaiian roots. Um, it's fairly natural in its color selection, but then there are vibrant pops of colors. Like you could imagine like flowers and, um, there you walk in, we had a full kitchen, refrigerator, stove, microwave, full set of dishes, all the things that you can imagine, a toaster, all of those things, coffee maker at our disposal. And there is a market right across the street from Alani. So we went, we bought a bunch of stuff for snacks, breakfast, things that we could do in our hotel room so we didn't have to have one, the expense and two, um, the, the time to get up, get dressed and go get breakfast somewhere. Um, but then there is a full living room with a TV, a couch, chairs, um, as well as a sitting area separate for the kitchen with a table. But then the chair and the couch in the living room turned into sp sleeping spaces. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, so there was a, I believe it was a king, not king, I'm sorry, a queen or double-sized couch, can't remember the, the or a full-size couch, sorry, the dimensions, but um, that opened up and my sister, one of my sisters slept there, and then the lounging chair is a pretty good-sized chair, also folded down into like a single size bed for my 10-year-old brother, which was perfect space, so everybody had their own bed it wasn't like all of the siblings were forced to share beds and squeeze in um, so that's just the living room and then there's one bedroom with two queen beds and another master bedroom with a king bed each with their own separate bathroom um, the king the master bedroom the king room has a bathtub as well and a huge shower with waterfall head and a separate space with a toilet and then the um, double queen room had a standard like disney bathroom where um, it had a sink a shower with a curtain and then a separate space for the toilet 
Um, and we all fit in there just fine, had plenty of room. And then one of my favorite parts of the room in general, we had a huge balcony. It was, there was a walkout in the queen bedroom, the living room, and the king bedroom. And so it was like three balconies combined into one large one. And we would just go out there and watch the sunrise, watch the sunset, and just look out at Hawaii. So we didn't have the internal view of the resort. We had an external view, which at first I was kind of like mentally bummed about. But then when I sat there, I got to see the natural landscape of Hawaii Un, you know, untouched by the resort side of things, people in the pool, all of that, and just enjoy it. It was quiet. You could hear birds every morning. It was very peaceful and relaxing to just go out there, especially being jet lagged and waking up super early to just sit on the porch and take in the fact that I was in Hawaii. That was probably my favorite aspect of the room. Oh my gosh, that room sounds so dreamy. And for first, if you can think of it like a thousand dollars a person per night or not per night for the week, it's really not a bad bargain for the size of the room that we got. No, definitely not um, for how long you're staying and mm-hmm. the value that you get, not just from the resort, but being able to explore Hawaii as well, because there's so much around the resort that you are paying for more than just that. Yeah. So another thing that we did, which added a pretty hefty price to our trip but for the size of our family was well worth it was we rented a car while we were there we rented a seven passenger suv so that we could all squeeze in the car and get around hawaii without having to pay for ubers and lifts again with the size of our family we would be getting two of those um i believe in looking up um just generally like taking an uber from the airport to the resort because we stuffed all our luggage in the rental car and then sam and i took a a lift or an uber separately so that we wouldn't have to try to figure out how to get the luggage and the people in the car um it was about 75 dollars to get from the airport to um, the resort and then the way that hawaii is structured if you think of it like a the the island of Oahu is the island that we were on. It's structured like a diamond. And so there's the north, the west, which is where Alani is, the east, and then the south, which is where the airport is. Every To get to each point of that diamond is about a 40-minute drive. So to see all parts of that island, to take two lifts to each of the locations that we wanted to go to, we probably would have ended up spending about the same price as the rental car, and it would have decreased our flexibility. Because with Lyft and Uber, you obviously are wondering if cars are out, how long is it going to take for you to get there, um, all of those aspects of it. So we were in total control of when we wanted to arrive and leave. And the price of that rental vehicle for the whole time that we were there was two grand. Yeah, I mean, to think that you would almost spend that amount just in lifts and ubers with the size of your family then it obviously makes it way more worth it because you have the flexibility like you said to go when go back and forth whenever you'd like and i know that you guys did leave the resort quite a lot because you guys are adventurers and you wanted to see and do things and do excursions and all this stuff um which is so fun that you have that opportunity within that resort now does disney offer any type of shuttle system to anything that's really close by to the resort or is it basically you're on your own so i believe if you book any excursions through the concierge at aulani there are shuttle services that will take you to wherever you book 
but I believe they're confined to the Coalina West side of the island. I don't know because um, I didn't look into it because it's not how we did our trip. If you wanted to go, for example, to the Dole Pineapple Plantation, which is like 40 minutes north of where Alani is, I don't know that they provide a shuttle there and a shuttle back. I think they might help you get your tickets and figure out how to get a ride there. But in terms of Disney providing it and it being a comped fee, I don't know that they do that. Gotcha. That makes sense. Now, Caitlin posted a lot of her journey in Hawaii on our Instagram. We have two different highlights that we've saved of her experience there. She's done a lot of showing you guys the resort, what she's been eating, all the activities and all that. So if you want a more I guess a deeper dive into kind of what she experienced. Definitely go check that out on our Instagram at the castle chat. Um, They're super fun. That's how I was living vicariously is through those. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, what's she doing now? I want to see. And it's um, such a beautiful resort. And one thing I noticed when watching those stories is that you guys would go across the street kind of in the morning. There was a place you got some acai bowls from and you got, you found a cute little coffee shop. Tell us a little more about the places that are right there around the resort that you visited besides that market that you got some food from so there's essentially a small shopping center and when i say small i mean small it's very small um right across the street it is i don't know that there's a name for it but it's legitimately across the street you can't miss it Um, i believe that the majority of the people who are staying at alani um, right next door to alani is a four seasons resort and then on the far side of alani there is a marriott resort i believe Um, so there are three resorts kind of side by side there Um, the four seasons and alani share a lagoon and then the marriott is a little bit further away and has its own beach access um, separate from those two resorts but a lot of people from those three resorts will venture across the street to this little shopping center and enjoy a little bit of shopping a little bit of dinner or breakfast things there um, and then there is also that market that I was mentioning to you so a lot of picking up items to take back to your resort so that you're not having to pay astronomical fees for a meal um, so things that I did across the street if you do any research for Alani, you will probably see people mention Monkey Pod. It is a restaurant that is right across the street, and it is um, Merriman's is the owner. I believe that's the name, um, but they're a really popular restaurant in Hawaii in general. And then from what I heard from reading articles and talking to our Lyft drivers, Monkey Pod is one of the better local restaurants in Oahu in general. It's a really interesting menu because everything from that menu is locally sourced. It's a farm to table, essentially restaurant. Um, Anything that you want, it's a Hawaii version of it. So for example um one of my siblings said do you have sprite and they said we have a homemade lemon lime soda but we don't have any coke products um or like do you have blank and it's going to be a hawaii version of it they don't have the typical items that you might find in mass u.s restaurants um so it was a very authentic 
authentically Hawaiian restaurant. It was very good. I got a soup called a Simon. It's basically like udon noodles and chicken broth with some veggies in it. It was really good. Um, my dad and Sam both got ahi tuna that was locally sourced. They said it was phenomenal. My mom got a fish sandwich. I can't remember what type of fish it was, but she said it was the best fish sandwich she's ever had in her lifetime. And my mom loves seafood, so that was saying something. Um, so that's one of the highlights across the street. There is also a place we went for breakfast called Eggs and Things. It's something that is also probably in several blog posts you'll find about going to Alani. It was fine. Would I go there again? Maybe not. Um, It was essentially a small diner. They have Hawaiian type breakfast items, but it's a general breakfast diner. Waffles, pancakes, omelets, but with a small Hawaiian twist. Um, It is small. It is very small. So if you don't have reservations, expect to wait an hour. but the the food was fine it wasn't it didn't blow me out of the water and i think that i could probably get things at the market that i would be equally happy with um there is a starbucks over there and there is a um, coffee shop that is local to hawaii you will see it everywhere it's called island vintage coffee they serve kona coffee you can find that at the polynesian at walt disney world and it is great coffee. I don't know what the difference is in the brew or the bean, but it is very good coffee. We opted to go there almost every morning after we discovered it, and um, we got repeatedly the Hawaiian latte, which is some type of Hawaiian mixture of honey, macadamia nut, and coffee. Um, It was really good and not something that you can typically find um, where we live. So those are some of the things we have there um, or had there. And the market that's over there, you'll see everywhere in Hawaii, it is an ABC store. But every ABC store is also a food market. It's um, it's interesting, but like the ABC liquor store is also a grocery store. That's so interesting. But yeah. hey, go in one place and get all you need. <laughs> yeah. So within that ABC store across the street is where we got acai bowls. We had um, mochi malasada. Malasada is a Portuguese type of donut that is very popular in Hawaii. And there is a place in Hawaii called Leonard's. Leonard's Bakery, and it is something you'll see on every must-do Oahu thing. And the malasada that I got at the ABC store market, um, there was like a hot bar counter where they had people making food fresh. That malasada, in my opinion, was better than Leonard's. Oh, hot take. Yeah, hot take. (laughs) Um, So anyway, that's kind of what's over there. There are some shops. There's a really cute shop over there that I got a bathing suit from. Um, and then just like a boutique style stores, as well as, um, typical like Hawaiian touristy items that you would find. Yeah. So if you're planning on going to this resort and you don't want to do any of the excursions or really travel outside of this Disney Alani, then you can really, what it sounds like, walk across the street and still experience some of that Hawaiian culture that's outside of the resort and get your shopping done, get your food done, get some local coffee and kind of check those boxes off. If you don't want to rent a car and you just want to stay on property, then you still have that option as well within walking distance. That's awesome. Yeah. The convenience of that place was so nice. 
it did allow us to kind of step outside of the resort and do something that felt local almost. Um, and then to the right and to the left of Alani, other local things that you can find is the Koalina Marina as well as Paradise Cove. So Koalina Marina is what you would expect it to be in terms of touristy things and excursions that you can do. You can rent all kinds of watercraft. You can do catamaran, snorkeling, sunset cruise, all that stuff they have available to you. And then Paradise Cove is a local luau. We did both. Koalina Marina, we did a snorkel and catamaran excursion. We boarded a catamaran. They served us lunch. Um, We went out not too far from Alani um, to a spot where we snorkeled and we saw sea turtles and Hawaiian spinner dolphins and our snorkel guide like free dove down to pick up starfish sea urchins and they also give us um, bags of fish food so like there is wildlife all around you if you just sprinkle a little bit of fish food around you there is no no shortage of colorful beautiful fish Wow, that sounds so beautiful. um, I've never done that before. It was one of my favorite things. I'm a beach girl, but being in the free, like, open ocean does intimidate me a little bit. And so I was really happy with my experience because I did go in and just a little bit intimidated. Um, I don't know if I didn't have somebody who was experienced with snorkeling, swimming, diving, if my experience would have been the same, just because Mm. I'm not as um, strong in that aspect. I, you know, I wouldn't just like swim out into the open ocean and snorkel by myself. So I saw a lot more because we had a guide and somebody who knew the waters well. Um, And they, they provide you with uh, like a, what are they called? A life preserver, a life yeah. jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to support yourself in swimming, but it is optional. If you choose to take it off, you can take it off. If you want to dive down and swim a little bit deeper than the surface, you can. Uh, my husband, Sam, ha- was a surf instructor and is a big time swimmer, scuba diving, all of that. And he was like, heck no, get this thing off me. I'm not using a <laughs> life like, jacket. See you later. I'm was, going down yeah, under a, the sea. <laughs> exactly. He was a mermaid in the water with his long flowing hair. Um, I mean, and he could definitely pass for a mermaid for sure merman yeah Yeah. and then me on the other hand I was like um I'm gonna keep the life jacket on I don't know what's out here just in case uh I don't want to be like bumped by a sea turtle and then freak out and anyway um I like I said I love the water I love the ocean but for me it was more intimidating to be out in the open ocean with the currents and everything so if that's something that you feel similarly with I definitely recommend booking an excursion where you have a guide Um, and then for the Paradise Cove Luau we tried to book the Disney Luau that they have at Alani and it books up fast so if that's something you want to do you better be prepared and know that you want to do it and go ahead and book your reservation it's pricey but well worth it from what I've seen and read. However, the Paradise Cove Luau that we did, for me, you know, you get in this Disney bubble. We do Disney things all the time. I know the level of performance or production that Disney does for the Luau is phenomenal, top notch. But I truly felt like I got a really good cultural experience by doing something that was outside of the Disney bubble and local to Oahu. Um, it definitely felt like like in Hawaii, the, the way that they describe 
people in your in your family your extended family that are really close to you but maybe not like your grandma they call them aunties or uncles and so mm, it really cute. felt like you know auntie's backyard luau it was <laughs> very homegrown um it was i you know, uh, this is rude of me, but I walked up, there were plastic chairs, plastic tables. And I was like, oh gosh, we paid so much money for this luau. And I'm going to sit in the plastic chair that I could, you know, break, break the legs in or something. (laughs) You know, I was being a little bit snooty, I guess, um, when I first saw it. But then once I kind of allowed myself to let go of the environment itself, the experience they had all kinds of things relevant to historic Hawaiian culture, not necessarily current Hawaiian culture, that the idea was you come to this luau and you become a family. We moved around the area that the luau was held in, almost like in a a tour or a circle. We went to this back corner and they showed us certain aspects or steps of Hawaiian hula dancing and then they like had this person with a conch shell that would blow the conch shell and basically call us to the next place and so we're over here like learning about the hula and then you hear the conch shell way over in the distance and you're like oh I gotta go on the other side and we like follow the conch shell over to the other side and then they show us about um like Hawaiian garb and like Uh, authentic clothes that they wear for this luau and then they bring us over here and you hear the conch shell and they tell us about canoes it was a really interesting experience and I know that they don't do that specifically at the Disney Mm -hmm. um, luau so I felt like I got a little bit of a history lesson when you think of Hawaii certainly a, a luau or the hula comes up in your head but to know the historical context and where it comes from in that culture was really neat Um, and then the luau itself is the way they talked during the luau was talking about the islands it wasn't just hawaii it was island culture and so the islands of fiji and samoa and all of these different pacific islands were brought up in the luau and we learned different aspects of dance and music from that culture and like i said i really felt like i got a great cultural experience by going to that particular luau versus like the very disney-fied version yeah i mean that's so incredible hearing you speak about all of this I mean there truly are so many things to do outside of the property itself like we could sit here all day and talk about the property the resort what that has to offer as well but it would be a disservice if we didn't talk about what was literally right in the back door of the I guess the backyard of Alani and and that Hawaiian culture and the things that you were able to do which is so incredible so definitely if you are taking a trip out to Hawaii and going to this resort don't sleep on these um, outside resort activities or excursions or shopping opportunities, eating opportunities, because there is definitely so much to offer. Now, let's go back to the resort. Let's spend some more time there. Let's talk about, I know that there's a lot of character meet and greets. They've got their own restaurants. Um, Let's see what else. I'm sure they've got like, I mean, from what I can see, there's like a lazy river and multiple pools and what would you say are your favorite amenities that you got to experience at um, the resort? There are a ton of things to enjoy at the resort. Um, all of something I was I was surprised by. There are not very many places to eat at the resort. If you can imagine any of the Disney resorts that you go to at the parks, they all only. I mean, 
the majority of them. Some of the deluxe resorts have plenty of eating options. If you've listened to any of our resort reviews, you know that there are plenty of options for dining at a lot of these restaurants. But kind of in the same sense as the Polynesian, like you've got your quick service, you've got the one other restaurant, your one um, place like Ohana to eat, and that's really it. So um, the, the dining, while the food was great, we were there for eight days and it, you know, you eat the same thing for eight days over and over again. It does get a little bit tiring to choose the same things. Um, so while the dining was quality wise, amazing, the amount of options that you had was minimal. Um, the pools, incredible. I could have stayed in the pool all day. I will say it's a family resort, so there are plenty of kids running around doing cannonballs. It's not the most relaxing pool. It's not like an adult-only resort where everyone is suntanning, being quiet. I mean, it's a a very lively pool environment. Um, There are adult-only pools that you can enjoy that are definitely relaxing. Um, The adult-only pool that I stayed in the most was a heated pool. The rest of the pools were not heated, so they were pretty chilly, but it does get hot. So, you know, if you get in the pool first thing in the morning before the sun has reached its peak and its peak heat outside, the the temperature was chilly, but the adult-only pool um, was an infinity pool that looked out over the, the cove or the lagoon of the ocean. That was probably like my favorite place to just sit and look out and be in a heated pool after going for a hike or something that morning and my legs being tired. Um, that was great. The character meet and greets are, there are so many, it's hard to miss characters. They have an Alani app that you can use to find um, when those characters are coming out and where they're going to be. Well, speaking of, I mean, speaking of characters, not even on this, I mean, you get to meet some characters that you don't get to meet anywhere else, really, um, at least not in Walt Disney World. What are some of those characters that are very unique specifically to that resort? So I will say the characters that you see all the time in Disney parks, even if you've met Minnie Mouse or you've met Mickey Mouse or Chip and Dale, Donald, Daisy, if you've met them before in Walt Disney World, you still want to meet them at Aulani because they're wearing cute Hawaiian outfits. So it's a Hawaiian tee. I know. How cute. Yes. And like Minnie wears a lei and like they are decked out in their Hawaiian gear and so it's fun to see them in different outfits that you won't see them anywhere else they're in. a little more like laid back relaxed usually mm-hmm. we see mickey in his like suit and tie kind of right. thing and now he's like around walking around like a dad with like some khakis and a hawaiian exactly. shirt it's like yes you know what mickey you deserve this you deserve this relaxation <laughs> yeah for sure so that was fun even though i've seen those characters before but i got excited and Disney character starstruck over the Duffy and Friends characters. So if you are unfamiliar, Duffy and Friends is a side story that I think originated in Disneyland Tokyo. In yeah, I the, think it is Tokyo. Yeah, in the um, Asian parks. And the idea or the storyline behind Duffy and Friends is that Duffy is a stuffed animal teddy bear that Mickey gave Minnie. And so just like we have Mickey and Minnie stuffed animals and then they have like their own cartoons and character world that they live in. 
now there's even another substructure substory to this stuffed animal that Mickey gave Minnie also has a storyline and um, a group of friends that especially in the in the Asian parks is huge and very prominent it's almost like Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh like Christopher Robin's stuffed animal is Winnie the Pooh but there's this whole storyline behind um, Winnie the Pooh and his friends and so Duffy and friends is almost like Mickey would be Christopher Robin and Duffy is Pooh and so so cute yeah so there's Duffy Shelly May um, Stella Lou, Olu Mel, like there's, there's, I think five of them, um, that go around that you can see and they are so, I mean, if you can imagine cute pastel, colorful little stuffed animals, this, that's what they are. And they're so fun and so cute. And we'll have to post a picture of the one that you have, um, on Instagram, because when you said that to me, I was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen a cuter character. Like yeah. they're just so, like you said, vibrant and plushy and just a- adorable. So we'll yes. definitely post that on our stories so you guys can see, but you also got to meet Stitch, which I, there's not a lot of opportunities to really meet Stitch in the parks now that like Stitch's Great Escape is gone, RIP. Um, I really did like that ride, so it's really sad. But um, Stitch was hilarious. Have you seen um, on any of our reels that we've recently put out? He was like all into the camera and being like, no, 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 I'm gonna tap on the glass. I'm gonna like really invest in this opportunity. And like the interactions that you had with Stitch were so adorable. It was one of the highlights of the whole trip. I literally turned the camera around. I was like, Stitch, say hey to your fan club. And then Stitch just did his own thing, was like growling <laughs> all up in the camera. I mean, it was it was very funny and something that I feel like sometimes now because of the pandemic and character interactions we don't get to have those quality character interactions like we used to because of physical distancing or just the time frame of character meet and greets being few and far between so it's you know we getting a really solid character interaction like that was really special for me personally stitch is like this is his resort i mean duffy and friends is definitely a cool unique thing there but i mean this is if you've seen Lilo and Stitch, it takes place in Hawaii, so certainly it is prominent here. They've got a statue of Stitch. Um, I talked about this on our stories, but in Hawaiian culture, if the island gifts you with anything, um, it's your responsibility to return that gift to the island. And so when you get a lei or you get a necklace of kukui nuts, which are those like they almost look like buckeyes, the um, dark necklaces that the men will wear sometimes, um, they have a statue of Stitch. And it's a, the storyline is that it was a school project for Lilo and it has her little school project and it says she got an A plus on it and you can read it um, to find out a little bit more about it. But if you get a lay or a necklace, um, you leave it on stitch, they are returning it to the island. And um, one of the gift shops, there are two gift shops in Awani. One of the gift shops is pretty much stitch central. That is incredible i just love that he has his moment to shine like yes and i do love stitch but i was honestly expecting to see lilo lilo was nowhere to be found oh like no lilo meet and greet no lilo merch like i was trying to figure out why that would be because lilo's the one that's from hawaii and stitch shows up and then becomes her pet almost but 
I was like, okay, it's Lilo and Stitch. Where is Lilo? Cause I love her like red floral dress. And I feel like all of those things would be great. If you could buy a red dress that looks like Lilo's for your small child, like that would, uh, yep. I feel like that would be a hit. <laughs> You're coming home with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there was a ton of Stitch. So there was no shortage of Stitch merchandise and it was kind of an elevated like fancy Stitch. Ooh. Yeah, so um, that was in one of the gift shops. It was pretty much just Stitch items. Yeah, um, I mean, oh, and while you were in the gift shops, you also were able to pick up a few items for our listeners. If you guys um, have been following us on instagram you may have seen that we put out a little elani giveaway where we are giving away a little duffy and friends keychain little plushie um as well as a pin and a set of beautiful beautiful blue sparkly elani ears um they have the little flowers in the front and then in the middle of the flowers are like these little sparkly like mickey i don't even know how to describe it it's just so beautiful um but we are giving away these three items that caitlin was able to pick up and you guys still have some time to enter into that giveaway so you definitely need to go to our instagram once again it's at the castle chat follow the steps of how to enter and um if you listened last week you found out that our code word was shaka if you go ahead and dm us that code word then you get um 10 extra entries into the giveaway so going along with what Caitlin was saying earlier about when, you know, giving back to the island and that being part of the culture, we wanted to give back to you guys. And so that's a part of this as well. So definitely don't miss that opportunity and head over to our Instagram. You were talking about the, um, the, what's it called? The merchandise store. So I just had to do that little, no, I love it. Plug, right? Great, it was a great little plug. transition there. Um, I mean, I would have gotten lost in those merchandise stores. I would have been like, I'm taking that, I'm taking that, I'm taking that. Caitlin was like, what do you want me to bring you home? And I was like, I have absolutely no idea because I would want it all. Um, She got me a cute little pin, which I love pins. I can't wait to add it to my collection, but definitely bring your money if you're ready to buy some merch because I would get lost in there. I feel like I'd also just buy tons of food and snacks and different things. Is there anything you, like a snack or a food item that you got from Alani that was like your favorite? Oh, um, my favorite, favorite. I'm trying to think of something that was something that like you can't get in the parks. They have Mickey bars. They have Mickey ice cream sandwiches. So if you need that little taste of Disney parks, yep, they that's me. still have that there. <laughs> I did get a Duffy and Friends cupcake one night that was for a cupcake. Very good. Um, it's hard for me to say like a favorite treat i mean i would say the coffee but i mean (laughs) i know that's not really um qualifying as like a food item you did have some like mickey shaved ice that was cute it was like i mean it's shaved ice but but it's like shaped like a mickey which is fun i don't think there's is there anywhere at walt disney world where you can get mickey shaped shaved ice um great question I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that that's might be, a unique snack, even though it's pr- have, pretty simple. But they, in the Japan Pavilion in Epcot, they do have the shave ice, but I don't know that it um, is something that you can get in a Mickey shape. Um, I will say th- another being honest with you guys, you can get the shave ice in the Alani Resort. And if you're going to stay within that realm, within that bubble, yes, that is a 
island specific treat that is very popular there you can find shave ice trucks and shops all over the place but the most popular one in the island or on the island of oahu is called matsumoto shave ice it is on the north shore of hawaii and we did trek out there and there was a significant difference in the enjoyment of that shave ice versus the disney shave ice so i will just throw that out there (laughs) Uh, i don't know how they do it the texture of the ice as well as the flavoring of it it was none of it got like hard ice ball i feel like the mickey one that we had because they condensed it so much to be in this mickey shape the ears on top were basically like giant ice cubes um (laughs) and it was fine but the like like i said the level of enjoyment of the matsumoto shave ice versus the one that i had at alani i would go back for the matsumoto a thousand times over before ordering it again at alani um Okay, I do have a favorite. Um, so we had the privilege of having breakfast at the character breakfast at Makahiki. Um, the dinner at Makahiki is not character. So if you want to have a character dining experience, it's only breakfast. Um, we got to meet Mickey. They had Max Goof. Um, hello, what a character experience. I know. And Chef Goofy and um, Pluto. Those were the characters that we met at the breakfast. Um, so the the breakfast itself is expensive. The dollar amount that we spent for a family of seven with gratuity was four hundred dollars Oof. so it's expensive i like giving you guys numbers so you know in advance what you're paying for but it Getting was the real real news right here yeah we are just showing you the facts yeah <laughs> so it was because it's expensive and character dining at least you can expect quality it was a three course meal so it's almost like a set price per person like the adult price i think was maybe like 60 something and the child price was 40 something so aside from my 10 year old brother everybody else was an adult so you're paying like 65 dollars a person and then the child price is 40 something um but it's three course and um it was all great so they start by bringing you a pastry basket and it had different pastries than what you typically get in a pastry basket at a breakfast place they were all so good they had a um, allergy friendly one for my mom which was great i know sometimes it's hard for people who are gluten-free dairy-free to find items that fit them but they had her own specific pastry basket it had a little flag in it that said allergy um and so it hadn't been contaminated when they were making the other pastries and all that good stuff so um that was a nice touch but then in addition to the pastry basket everybody gets a fruit plate and the fruit in Hawaii I don't know if it's because it doesn't get like shipped or like it's just less farm to table transactioning um you're not like picking it up in a supermarket every piece of fruit that I ate in Hawaii was so good so we each got our own fruit plate it had berries pineapple melon like all the things and then if you wanted more you could ask for another another plate and then the very popular pog juice which is pineapple orange guava juice um they have that on the menu as well and they bring pretty much everybody a round of that if you want it um so all of those things are just like the starter and then you get the meal itself and the meal itself after you've had pastries and fruit and 
three glasses of juice. Um, it's a huge portion of food. Nobody at the table finished their plate, um, except for my sister who got the salmon. Um, <laughs> she did finish hers and she said it was the best thing she's ever had. Um, but everybody got something different. There, um, were omelets. They have, um, the specialty vanilla macadamia nut pancakes, which is what I ordered. Um, and it comes with sides as well. So like, I mean, you're paying a lot of money, but you're getting a ton. Not only are you interacting, interacting with characters, but you're getting a ton of food. Um, and it's very, very, very good food. It's, it wasn't like your like pre-made powdered eggs or mass produced bacon. Like it was very quality food. And I would say that was probably one of my favorite meals um, that was Disney specific. So I would highly I'm recommend so it. I'm so hungry now. I just want to go sit and eat all three courses of that food. Man, I mean, yeah, it is pricey, but I think I would pay it. I think I would do it to experience that good of food, especially if you're saying that the other food that is available at the resort is you know, it's not spectacular. It's a little bit mediocre, but this experience kind of like topped it off for you. I would do it. I mean, I think it's worth it. Um, and to meet some of those characters and, um, I don't think I'm trying to recall in my brain if I've ever done a character dining and I don't think I ever have if I really think about it. I mean, I did be our guest and sometimes Belle and Beast will come. I guess that counts, right? I don't know, but I, I need, do truly need to do a actual like character dining experience because I don't think I've actually... I mean, I think if I had, I would recall it. So I think the closest that you could get to this experience, you and I should try together, is Topolino's Terrace at mm. Riviera. I've heard so many amazing things about that for yeah. breakfast. Because a lot of the character dining experiences, they're starting to change back. I know there were changes with the pandemic, but there a lot of them are buffets. And mm. so the food is that mass-produced food. You're paying the price for the character interactions, not necessarily the food. Yeah. A lot of the character dining experiences that I have had have not been top-notch quality in food. This Aulani experience was, the characters were phenomenal. Like, they were very good at what they did and making you, I, th this was one of the highlights. Aside from Stitch, I yelled at Max when we were sitting down. I said, hey Max, are you going to the Powerline concert next month? If so, like, let's meet up. And like, I was just being silly. And he was like, obviously the characters don't talk back when they're the, they're not face characters. So he was like, oh my gosh, me too. Yes. And then, uh, I was like, I'm going to be practicing my perfect cast. And then all of a sudden he breaks out and does the whole dance, the Powerline dance from oh the goofy God. movie. And, um, I was like, oh my gosh, that was so good. So good that I need you to do it again. And literally he like just without hesitating, did it again. And speaking of Powerline Max, if you guys have been following Disney news recently, um, Powerline Max is a part of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party this year, which fans are absolutely raving about. We are going, we are going to Not So Scary in September and we are so excited to see um, Max all decked out as Powerline. And it's just... Oh my gosh, it's going to be incredible. Um, 
but if you guys watched any of the uh, I guess any vlogs or any stories from anybody that was at not so scary actually a couple of days ago then you would have seen kind of what that looked like but we're excited it's gonna be awesome but so sweet that you got to see him do his little dance I know I have a video of it so I'll post it for you oh, guys yeah please do we'll have to maybe when we go in September do like a Max and Alani doing his dance <laughs> versus Max and Walt Disney World doing his you guys dance. can vote which one's better yeah it was uh that was definitely oh, in terms amazing. of Disney specific interactions and experiences that moment with Max might be my my favorite yay that's so good okay so there's obviously so much we could talk about with this resort we could have multiple episodes on it but what we'll end our time with is maybe you just talking about um maybe what you would do differently next time and what do you wish that you knew kind of prior to going because I'm sure it was an adjustment of like you're so used to going to Disney parks this is your first kind of like Disney property experience what do you wish you knew going into it and what would you do differently so the way that we did this specific trip we every day did an outside of Alani thing and an inside of Alani thing to try to split each day half and half on our experiences. One thing that I wish I knew going into this trip is in Hawaii, in general, everything starts early and ends early. So it's great when you're making that transition with the sleep and everything that you get up early and you get rolling, but it also everything going on at the resort is over by eight o'clock. Oh, interesting. So if you are up and wanting to wander around and do all these things, pretty much you're just going to be doing that with like a silent resort. Um, the cool things that they have that they don't do in other places. Um, like I was saying with the auntie and uncle aspect, there is a scavenger hunt that you can do around the resort um, where auntie, who is the aunt, auntie of Alani, will take you around. There are these creatures called the Minahuni and they are Hawaiian mystic creatures of mischief and so you can kind of go around and see all these little things that they've done to the resort and it's an interactive scavenger hunt kind of like the pirates one in Magic Kingdom um, or what um, oh my gosh what's that uh, card thing that that you used to go and get the cards um it's like Mm -hmm. mystic magic it's something um quest i don't know no it's not called that we'll have to look it up and put it on our instagram story for you guys blanking on this um i don't even i don't know okay let's maybe it'll maybe it'll come to us in a little bit anyway something similar almost like wizarding world of harry potter let that's maybe even a better descriptor where you go around auntie tells you about this part of hawaii and why the minahuni have come in and done a b or c um oh my gosh sorcerers of magic yep Mm -hmm. okay okay it's almost like that too so that's one thing um but again everything starts early and ends early so to do the scavenger hunt you check out a tablet from the community center you have to return that tablet by lunch So if you're going to do the scavenger hunt and you're thinking to do it like, oh, we just ate lunch and now while my food digests, I want to do the scavenger hunt. Well, tough luck. You needed to do it in the morning. That's good to know. If you have a kid that wants to do scavenger hunt, you got to do it in the morning. And it's, it's a pretty long one. So 
typically to finish it, you need more than one day. Um, so knowing that you need to probably do it after breakfast rather than after lunch is a good thing to know. Um, and then, oh, the wristbands. Talk about the wristbands. Yes, the wristbands. That's another thing too. So in order to access any of the pools at the resort, you need to be wearing a wristband. They give you a different color wristband for every day of the week so that they know you are an active guest at Aulani. So a lot of times these little kiosks where you can get the wristbands will end up having a long, long line. The pool opens at eight o'clock and the pool, the kiosk where you get the um, wristbands at 7.30 has a super long line and where you get your wristbands is also where you get your towels. Um, and so what you can do is before the pool closes, you can actually go to um, these little kiosks and ask for the wristband for the next day so that you're prepared. You don't have to wait in that long line um, and you're ready to roll without needing to wait for 30 minutes just to get a wristband. Okay, so I have a question. How do they, do they like... Do they like scan your your card or figure out if you're going to be there the next day to give you if you're like i need a wristband for tomorrow what if you're not going to be like what if you've already checked out how do they verify that great question so something else i didn't know going into this trip they will use magic bands if you have a magic band and you want to take it and you like magic band um, technology where you use it to scan into your room you use it as like you've got your card loaded onto it you use it to pay at restaurants all of that stuff still works at alani so if you want to pack a magic band then that's great they scan essentially your magic band or they give you a card just like they do in walt disney world if you don't have a magic band like your ticket for the parks is on a little card that you hold up against the little mickey and it turns green so same idea you have a card they give you when you check in if you don't have a magic band and when you go up to that kiosk you scan your card and it shows the dates that you are a guest at okay, alani that makes sense mm -hmm. i figured that was the case but now i'm like hmm, interesting so. yeah so um and if you scan it and like for me if i was in the line by myself and i went up there and i scanned it and i said hey I'm Caitlin in this party, um, but there's seven of us. Can I have seven wristbands? They won't give it to you. All seven. Each person has to be there with you or has to scan in. Okay. Correct. Could you, can you stack multiple days? Can you be like, can I get the next two days of wristbands or you can only nope. get the next day? You can only get the next 24 hour gotcha. or like whatever's the next yeah. day. Um, and I feel like there was something else. Oh, oh, pool, pool etiquette. So there are signs all around the pools that say you cannot reserve yourself a seat until 8 a.m. So if you are jet lagged, you're up at 6 a.m. and you wanna go down and go ahead and get your spot for the day, tough luck, they have cast members that will come and take your stuff and say, oh man, no, I mean, I don't think they'll take your yeah, stuff. Yeah, but they're like, they're on top of it. They're like, you know what? You cannot save these, they're serious about it. Correct. Um, and so if you know that you are spending the day at Alani, you want a particular spot by the kiddie pool, the adult pool, by the beach, whatever, at eight o'clock, you best have your running shoes on and have towels or whatever it is to reserve your seats because people are pretty adamant about getting good spots and there were times where we went and had breakfast we went and did our morning excursion we got back at like 10 30 and it was so difficult to find seven seats together so typically we would split up would you say for a smaller party that's going it's easier to find one or two together or is it usually like you have to get out there otherwise it's just packed 
two would be easy. The thing that you would have to mentally prepare yourself for is you're going to be between families. Um, if you'd want like an end spot or a like front row or back row where you're not kind of in between a lot of people, it's going to be difficult. You could definitely find two seats together, but it might be in between rows and you might have a family of five and a family of six on either mm-hmm. side of you. Um, so, you know, if you're wanting to lay back in your chair, close your eyes and fall asleep, don't expect to be able to do that easily. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, I mean, these are all good tips to know. I mean, yeah. if I hadn't heard this from you and I had just gone to line, I would have known any of these things. So it's, I think this is helpful for listeners as well who may be planning a trip or want to go in the future. You guys heard it here first, you know what to expect and, and how to go into that trip, you know, stronger so that you can fully enjoy your time there. So what would you, is there anything else that you would have liked to know before going into it or do you want to talk about the what you do differently so (laughs) this is touching back y'all if you've listened long enough you should know i'm a coffee addict um she is but she has coffee with her right now i (laughs) i do um but being jet lagged i feel like gives me a little bit more of an excuse to say that i need coffee especially when it is you know, 4.30 in the afternoon and it's really 10 o'clock my time um, and I'm trying to stay awake for dinner. Like I said, everything in Hawaii opens early and closes early. There is no option for coffee after lunch. Whoa. So for me to be caffeinated, I don't really like soda. I don't like drinking soda. I work in the dental field. I know what it does to my teeth. So it just makes me cringe a little bit to like sip on a Coke or something that I know is caffeinated. Um, And so for me, when it got to that point in the afternoon where I knew I needed to push myself to stay awake, there was nowhere for me to get coffee. So I did drink Coke and I did have things that were caffeinated because it was the only way for me to adjust to the time. <laughs> Stay awake. And so, so you're not asleep at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. There is a coffee maker in the room, but it's not iced coffee, obviously. So um, that was just for me personally, something that I probably would have liked to mentally prepare myself for. Honestly, if I knew that going into the trip, I probably would have bought a bunch of little, um, refrigerator friendly like cold brews at a place like a Uh, like a grocery store or something on the way into Aulani um but they they didn't really have those at the market across the street either I guess maybe a harder item to find like the little pre-packaged cold brew things um obviously couldn't I mean, I could have checked some in a in a bag for the plane, but... Um, but now you know. Something you do differently next time, you yeah. would bring that. What else would you do differently? Um, again, so with the, the way that things work time-wise, I wish I would have spent a little bit more time at the resort in the mornings because a lot of the character interactions, I didn't get to meet Duffy specifically. Obviously, it's Duffy and friends. So Duffy's kind of the main guy, like Mickey of that group. Um, And all the character meet and greets are like from, I would say, nine to two. Um, And they are like spread out in intervals so like Minnie Mouse would be from 9 to 9 30 and then you can see Olumel from this time to this time there's usually two or three characters out at one time in different locations Um, and I didn't feel like I got to meet all of the unique characters that I wanted to meet because we left the resort to go do an excursion and then we got back after lunch and there wasn't 
anyone for me to meet at that point. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. Um, I feel like I, in terms of the trip overall, I got to do and see a lot of Hawaii and I did get to experience a lot of the resort. Um, I just didn't get to do all of the Disney specific things that I would have enjoyed doing, but in terms of doing anything differently, I think maybe I just would have um, alternated the times of the outside of Aulani excursions so I could do half of my mornings at Aulani and half of my mornings doing excursions. We pretty much did like all of our excursions first half of the day and did evenings at Aulani. But like I said, everything is kind of closing and and done by eight o'clock. So we sat and watched the sunset on the beach. We sat on our porch. We read books. We watched TV that they had available in the room. But after eight o'clock, it was pretty much like just chill, which is kind of nice. It forces you to relax and be ready for the next day. But I think I didn't necessarily anticipate that. I was like, man, we're going to be out doing all these Disney things until 11 in, in the night and being able to get all these things in. But we got back. I would come back and shower after an excursion, go out, lay by the pool. And then it was like the night was already over before I was really ready for it to be over. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good tip. Honestly, I mean, I wouldn't have known at all that Hawaii starts early and ends early. That can really throw off someone's trip if they are a night owl. I mean, then you really have to like switch the way that you would approach your vacation in that way. So thanks for sharing that. I think that's really helpful for the listeners. Um, Is there anything else you want to add about your experience? If not, I feel like we've kind of covered it. Anything you want to add? Final words. Um, Alani is certainly worth the trip out there. It is a long, long flight. It can be pricey. The trip overall was a very expensive trip for my family. We we're a larger family, a family of seven. Um, but seeing Hawaii and experiencing Hawaii was on our bucket list, something we've always wanted to do. You don't need a passport. It's still considered part of the U.S., even though it's so far out there. So I would add Alani to your bucket list of Disney things to do for sure. Um, the time that you need to experience all of Aulani specifically, just Aulani, probably four days. It's probably all you need. We were there for eight. Um, So in order to, you know, do the characters, maybe do the luau, go to the spa, enjoy the pools, all of those things, truly to get it all in, you probably only need like three to four days. So if you want to go for like a long weekend, it's worth it. Like I would highly, highly recommend it. And the, the, like I said, the level of quality that Disney puts forward is always next level. So you are going to have a good time. Um, I don't know what else I could add. I mean, I put a ton of stuff on the stories for what we did outside of Alani. Um, but if you have any questions, certainly DM us, ask us if you need anything. Um, if you're planning a trip to Alani and have questions. I used Kelly's Magical Vacations per usual to set all of this stuff up. She set up our outside excursions, our Alani specific things, 
pretty much got us everything that we wanted to do in the timeline that we wanted to do it. And all I had to do was open an email with all of the confirmation. Um, so she was incredible. She got a rental car, all of that stuff set up. So doing something out of your comfort zone in terms of it being a new place and never being to Alani before, I can't recommend using a Disney travel agent enough. They know so much. They're able to give you insight um, into these little tidbits like we're talking about here. So if you're thinking you want to book a trip to Alani, certainly send us any questions you have, but don't hesitate to reach out to Kelly at Kelly's Magical Vacations to help you get it all squared away. I mean, her help is free. She is incredible. You can get connected to her using the link in our bio um, and she will reach out to you and start a conversation and get everything squared away for you. Speaking of Kelly, we're actually going to throw things over to her now for today's trip tip. Hey all, this is Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations, the official travel partner of the Castle Chat, and I am so excited to bring you today's trip tip. If you're looking to take advantage of Genie Plus, I definitely encourage you to be up at 7 a.m. to get that first Genie Plus booking and get your individual attraction selection if you would like to make that additional purchase and your Walt Disney World Resort guest. For the rest of the day, you just kind of need to stay on top of when you're able to make your next reservation. You'll be able to make your next reservation once you've tapped into your first Genie Plus booking or two hours after park opening. It'll continue the same way for the rest of the day. So once you've tapped in, you can make your next reservation or two hours after you made that last reservation. Remember, if this is confusing, head over to my Instagram and check out some of my highlights in the parks where I've gone through and used Genie Plus. Be sure to head over to Kelly's Magical Vacations on Instagram for all your Disney tips and tricks. And if you are looking to plan a Disney vacation, you can head to the Castle Chats Instagram, click that link in their bio, and there will be a form that you can fill out so that we can start planning. And I can help you with everything from your accommodations to your tickets to your dining and everything in between. Genie Plus is something that we are all still navigating, I think, as Disney goers. It is definitely different than the Fast Pass Plus. Um, it obviously comes with its own schedule of things and just trying to work out those kinks. I think people are starting to figure it out now. You're starting to figure out how to stack your reservations. So I love that Kelly talked about this Genie Plus tip today because it's definitely necessary, especially if you haven't been to Disney World in a long time. Um, things are going to look different than what you would remember as getting a paper Fast Pass or even the Fast Pass Plus within the Disney app. So um, thanks, Kelly, for that amazing trip tip. But for now, we're going to do some. Um, small shop shout out we love a small shop and we want to shout them out yes we are shouting out park hop teas today and caitlin i know you have a lot to talk about when it comes to park hop teas so why don't you share with the listeners more about this small shop and the products that you have already received from them okay well going back to my coffee addiction um recently i purchased a tea from park hop teas and it is a skeleton which is certainly my skater cringy cringy oh my gosh i hope i'm not cringy um it's your vibe it's your trend it's your edgy edgy is what i was going for Um, i mean maybe i'm cringy too who knows no you're not Um, you're not you you have a vibe and it's very skeleton it's very coffee very disney and i think park hop teas does an incredible job of combining the 
these three yes. things for you, which is the perfect recipe for a merchandise piece of work. Yeah, that's so, a merchandise piece of work. Whatever. Uh, anyways, we love it. We're running on fumes here. Um, no, I got a shirt. It says "No Coffee, No Magic," which is hands down my motto. I mean, like I said, I was trying to get Hawaiian coffee at 4:30, and I didn't have it, so there was no magic. <laughs> um, so I got this tea. It is a skeleton with Mickey's sorcerer hat on him, which is just uh, the cherry on top. Um, but he's holding a cold brew, and I got that tea. It's excellent quality. The screen printing is so good, and it's something that is Disney like a hint of Disney, but I could wear that shirt to a coffee shop and I don't think anyone would put together if they had no Disney reference in their mind that it was a Disney shirt. So I love the combo of something I would like generally, a message I would generally wear on a shirt in general, no coffee, no magic, but for Disney lovers, you know the the Sorcerer Hat reference and that it is Disney. And that combo just makes a really cool shirt, in my opinion. And so... Oh, yeah. It's so fun. It's that subtle Disney. It's that everyday wear where you don't... If people aren't paying close enough attention to it, they'll miss it, you know? But it's, like, really fun when somebody that does know Disney sees it and is like, that's really cool. Yeah. You know, that's different. It's not something you see. It's not Disney in your face. It's it's pop culture mixed with the magic which is what we love here and so they just do a phenomenal job of combining those definitely and um i'll just throw this out there park hop tees if you're listening i searched and searched and searched for an alani disney shirt that i could wear while i was there and because of the typical style that i go for everything was very feminine floral colorful and maybe just like a skeleton tee with a flower behind its skeleton ear which doesn't really exist because it's just cartilage um maybe something like i don't know these shops should like target places like alani or um yeah other other Disney locations because I would have loved to have a tea from them that was kind of Hawaiian vibes or Hawaiian specific. Hawaiian skeleton for Kate. Yeah. <laughs> or a, whole, a skeleton wearing a lei. Like, oh, something like that would have been. Um, <laughs> really cool so just putting that in your ear if you're listening um next time i would love to wear something like that if anybody wants to make it (laughs) yeah definitely check them out on instagram at park hop tees okay guys next week we are bringing you another episode of the castle chat and i'm really excited about this one this episode is going to be titled our top photo spots We all know that when we go to Disney or Disney Springs or anything Disney property, we are looking for the perfect Instagram post. And we are here to give you an episode where we are going to break down each park and where you need to go to get the best Instagrammable photos. And especially right now with the 50th anniversary going on, there are so many additional photo spots. This episode is going to be jam-packed with everything you need to know so you can get your camera ready and get the shots that you're looking for. So definitely check that out coming your way next week. Um, In the meantime, while you're waiting for a new episode of the Castle Chat, 
We would absolutely love if you gave us a follow on Instagram at the castle chat. You can find us on Apple and Spotify podcast. Just type in the castle chat in your search bar and you can find us there. Um, we would also love if you would give us a rating or a review. Five star ratings are greatly appreciated and every review that we receive, we definitely read them over and get super teary eyed because it is so wonderful getting to hear the words that you guys have to say about this podcast. So thank you for your support and your love. Go into the giveaway on Instagram as well. We'll be announcing our winner next week as well. So just join in the fun. Be a part of the magic. We're so excited that you guys are here. Um, that for now, we'll leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye.